Here's what's coming up on today's show. I've seen as much as $900 a month in tax savings um, in their retirement accounts, which will extend the life of their money. So looking at each state uh, will really determine how much you pay in taxes. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome back into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George, and he is Mike Coyne, founder and owner over at Principal Preservation Services. We've got tax questions to talk about today. If you are maybe getting near retirement, maybe think 2023 is the year that you step away from work and make that transition. Well, we've got the top 10 tax questions you need to be asking and making sure that you have answers for before you do that. But Mike, welcome in. Uh, we just finished up the Super Bowl before... Uh, Shortly before recording this episode, what did you think about the outcome? A pretty good game overall, I thought. Yeah, it was a good game. I think they said it was the uh, number three most watched Super Bowl. And okay. So, nice. Um, and I think yeah, maybe it was the anticlimactic ending. You know, with the field goals, and not always exciting to win with a field goal with eight seconds left. But I was glad to see as a uh, as a Vikings fan, good to see the Eagles lose. And so <laughs> that was. Uh, um, you know, and you know, actually, I like the team. Actually, I think Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback, and I, I, there's nothing about him I don't like. It's, I guess, more the fans yeah. is, is what I'm, you know, they're already flipping cars over and being who right. they are. <laughs> you know, so, and I've been to Kansas City before to watch a Vikings game there a few years ago, and the fans were great. Uh, we tailgated in the big parking lots with the Chiefs fans and just very hospitable and just had a great time, and, and uh, they weren't like other teams where they kind of razz you if you were the uh, opposite team jersey at the game. So Right. Well, how are you feeling about uh, Vikings heading into the, the new year? Some positives this year. I know it didn't finish the way you wanted to, but. Yeah, we had a good year. Uh, I, I'm very excited to see we hired the right defensive coordinator. I said right from right when they fired our defensive coordinator, Donatelle, I go, I hope they go after Flores. Hmm. And when they interviewed him, and it went over a week before they actually, week, week and a half before they actually hired him. So uh, I was glad they got him. He's um, it's going to bring some maybe purple people eaters, you know, defense back yeah. to us. And uh, I'm hoping to see our defense make strides. And if we're in uh, 15 to 20 range, ranked in NFL, that's way better than 30th. And uh, <laughs> within a couple of years, if we'd be in the top 10 or 15, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be good, but we do have a tough schedule. I think we uh, – I already looked at the schedule. We don't know when we play everybody, but we play all the top four teams uh, next year. We play the Eagles. We play the Bengals. We play Kansas City, and we play San Francisco. All the top four teams that were in the top four of the playoffs, uh, we play all of them next year. So it's going to be a tough schedule. Yeah, so you got the Chiefs at home next year. That'll be a, a fun one to go to for sure. It definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into today's show. Uh, If you have questions for Mike, uh, the website is principalpreservationservices.com. Phone number, jot this down so you can follow up as well, 855-987-8888. And we know that retirement is going to come with a lot of tax questions, right? A lot of concerns and really just kind of understanding the tax implications of your retirement accounts that you're withdrawing from, how to minimize your taxes on your investment income. All those things can be overwhelming to do on your own. So we want to lay out this list of questions today. Help you kind of give you some things to think about as you're kind of getting that tax filing mode. We want to think ahead a little bit further to tax planning and kind of make sure that you have the answers to these as you go through, Mike. So let's kind of start off as, as you're structuring that income plan and kind of thinking about what you're going to need. 
what the first question asks is, is what are the tax implications of withdrawing money from my retirement accounts? Yeah, and it differs between what type of retirement accounts we're talking about, because if you have IRAs and 401ks and so on, um, those are taxed as regular income. They're counted as income um, because you never took money. You never paid taxes on that money when you contributed it. It grew tax deferred. Now we take money out. It's taxable as regular income. But if you're taking money from a Roth account, remember the Roth, you already paid the taxes and it grew tax free withdrawals are tax-free so you want to be aware about where you're taking your money from and then we have a lot of clients who actually have you know non-qualified dollars you know these are monies you invested in maybe in the market that you know you took after-tax money invested it and you've been putting maybe money at every paycheck maybe five hundred dollars a paycheck or a month for years and now you have um, that money's grown. Now, those are taxed differently than regular income because if it's long-term capital gains, which means you've had those investments for you know, a year a year and a day, it's considered long-term, well, now you're under a long-term capital gains tax rates, which are typically less. And for some people, they don't pay any uh, long-term capital gains if you're under a certain tax bracket. So the key is just knowing you know, what accounts you have and where should you take your money out, which is important, which I think most people don't get that that kind of education with their current advisors. They don't know. I had a, a meeting yesterday, Ben. Uh, this is going to be a long <laughs> number one here. But um, <laughs> a gal that was in yesterday, she goes, she had a, a very large non-qualified account. She, you know, she, she invested in Starbucks and in Amazon years ago before it was popular and like up thousands of percent. So one of those those stories you just love to see that people took a chance on a company and it paid off. And so she's had a lot of gain in all those accounts. Hmm. Her total investment was 10 grand and she's, you know, almost a half a million in this account, which means it's almost all gain. So when you look at it, I said, but I said, in retirement, I, I said, if we're going to just take out incrementally with within these tax brackets, you won't have to pay any long-term gains. She goes, I didn't know that. Nobody was able to educate me, and I didn't mm. know that information. So uh, the key is work with somebody who understands that. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we're asking these questions, so that you're making sure you are properly uh, answering them as you need to with your advisor. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about income, Social Security is another big topic there. And another question comes up, hey, are my benefits going to be taxed? Could be. Uh, more people are paying taxes on Social Security than ever before. On the state level, there's only 11 states that still tax Social Security. So in Minnesota is one of them. Um, and so they're one of the, the few states that will tax it on the state level, which is unfortunate because they're losing a bunch of retirees to move to other states to go to a state that will not tax your Social Security. But overall, on the federal level, there is a, a formula called the provisional income formula, and that will determine if your Social Security will be taxed. They look at what you get from Social Security, take half that value, along with um, any other income you might have, whether through investments or pensions or whatever it might be, or a part-time job, and that will determine if you pay taxes on Social Security or not. It gets to be a little confusing, but you know we can ex- explain that to you, whether you're single or married. Uh, there's different numbers for those. And uh, we're just finding most people are paying some level of tax on their Social Security. All right. Along the same lines is the pension. And if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to uh, still have a pension in place heading into retirement, how does the taxation of that income differ from the other forms of income? 
pretty much the same. Uh, when you take money from your pension, it's considered regular income, just like it came from, you know, an IRA or 401k. Now, the difference is, you know, some people get a military pension um, if they're in, if you have disability, you know, you, you, so we get some uh, military uh, disability pensions. Well, those are not taxed, uh, but for the most part, all pensions are taxed as regular income. It's interesting, too. I, I mentioned we did a seminar last week. We had two nights, about 45 people at each night at the seminar. And I asked the crowd each night, you know, how many in the room have a pension? About a third of the people raised their hands. I said, now, uh, how many of your children have a pension? <laughs> and between the 90 people between the both nights, there was one person raised their hand. Hmm. So as you can see, it, pensions are getting to be a dying uh, yeah. dying breed out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised even one raised their hand. I mean, it's, it's pretty much impossible to find someone that's going to the workforce now or starting a new job now that has that option. So Yeah, and he said his son was in the military. He needed okay, a military pension. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right. Um, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, so if you haven't, go back, check out our conversation on the Secure Act 2.0, four things we pointed out that might impact your retirement. But question you need to be asking is, now that this is in place and has been enacted, Secure Act from three years ago, Secure Act 2.0 from most recently uh, last December, mm-hmm. how does that affect your retirement income and your taxes? A lot of different ways. There's so many changes. Like we mentioned, there's over 90 changes to the Secure Act 2.0 that went into effect. So you know, what can affect it? Well, positively, you can put more money away for retirement now. The catch-up contributions are going up on IRAs and 401ks. So that'll help you save more money for retirement. Uh, postponing RMDs. Um, so that's postponing them until 73 now. And then in the year 2033, they're going to postpone it to the year to age 75. And so for those who are going to be 75 years old in year 2033 or, you know, um, or 75 after 2033, your RMD age is 75 now. So this postponed to have more time to let that those accounts grow before you have to take withdrawals out. And another big change I think is important on that SECURE Act is you're allowing the employer to match inside your Roth now inside your 401k, which I think is important. Uh, So if you allow... uh, the employer to match inside your Roth, that's great. You will have to count that as income though because they're paying the taxes for you. If you're over 50, any catch-up contributions, so any contributions over the, the 22,500, if your income's over 145,000, those contributions have to go into the Roth. So there's some nuances to it, but that'll help your money grow tax-free as well. It's not a bad thing, but there's a lot of different things uh, that came into, into play with the SECURE Act. Um, you know, QCDs and QLACs and all these things that could affect you. It's just good to talk it over with an advisor. Yeah, if you haven't had that conversation yet, please do this year. All right, on to number five here on a list of top 10 tax questions for retirees here in 2023. Uh, thinking ahead to, to what your tax situation might be in retirement, Mike, are there any special tax deductions or credits available? Yeah, so I think in the past, before this first Secure Act, you know, after the first Secure Act got passed, it allowed you to now contribute to your IRA accounts, um, even if you're past seventy and a half. So we have people who are wanting to work part-time jobs, and the rule was a strict cutoff: no more contributions to an IRA after seventy and a half. They said that's not an issue anymore. So now you can actually. Um, contribute to an IRA, which helps. But also when you're 65 years old and older, you get additional 
tax credit, tax deduction, you know, you, your standard deduction, but then you get a 65 years and older uh, tax deduction as well that helps reduce your taxes. I think that's important to know. All right, a couple taxes, uh, credits, and deductions to be aware of. What about for people that are deciding to move? It's, a, it's an often a, a thing that people try to do in retirement, just maybe head out of Minnesota, head south, or just go move mm-hmm. closer to family. But if you do, how will your taxes change if you decide to move states? Yeah, so again, the, those 11 states that do tax Social Security, uh, like Minnesota, unfortunately, I mean, they're, they're talking about it again. It almost got passed to avoid the taxes, but there are a lot of states that don't tax it. And it's not just taxing Social Security, it's also the state income tax rate uh, where, um, like Florida is a zero, so it's very popular. So not only do they not tax Social Security, they have a state tax rate of zero. And so um, those are very attractive for people. And they like, you know, I know the housing market's crazy right now down there, but people can get a lot more bang for their buck. I see people saving $300 a month, $700 a month. I've seen as much as $900 a month in tax savings um, in their retirement accounts, which will extend the life of their money. So looking at each state uh, will really determine how much you pay in taxes. All right. You definitely want to consider that before you move. It might not be worth it just for that tax uh, break, potentially. So you want to consider the full picture. All right. Uh, Number seven here on our list. Are there any tax benefits for making charitable contributions in retirement? Yeah, I think it's important to look at QCDs, Qualified Charitable Distributions. So, you know, um, most people, if you're giving the charities in the past, if you're still itemizing your taxes, great, because you get to use those deductions from your charities um, off your taxes. But what happens in retirement as your house is paid off or it's very close to being paid off or majority of that payment is going towards principal and not till interest, not to interest, so you're, it doesn't make sense to do itemization anymore on your taxes. So now the best thing you can do is once you're 70 and a half, and remember that was the old R&D age, but they never changed a QCD from 70 and a half. So you don't have to wait till you're 73 anymore to do this, you can do it when you're 70 and a half. You can send money directly from your IRA directly to a charity, and you don't have to pay taxes on that. And neither does a charity, and that that will count towards your required minimum distribution if you're 73 or older. So, uh, a QCD is a great option to send some money or all your RMDs to a charity or multiple charities to meet that RMD demand because it makes more sense. Why would you want to take money out of your IRA, pay taxes on it, then give it to a charity without a tax deduction when you can give the charity that money and you don't count that as income so you have less taxes and they don't pay taxes either. It just makes sense. Yeah, definitely makes sense. All right, number eight, what are the tax considerations for gifting money to my children or grandchildren during retirement? I know this is uh, something that a lot of people are looking to do. Yeah, there's a, a gift exclusion you can give yearly. So there's a um, you can give seventeen thousand dollars to each of you know anybody you want. It doesn't even have to be family members. So just say you have two children, four grandchildren. If you want, if you really want to, you can start gifting seventeen thousand a year to your children and to your grandchildren. And oh, by the way, your if you're married, your spouse can do the same to the, each one as well. So really, in the household, if you're married, thirty four thousand can go to them. Um, without them having to claim that as income or for you having to fill out any IRS forms. So it's uh, 
the, the tax-free gift that you can give yearly. So the recipient doesn't pay taxes. You don't have to fill out a form for gifting that as well. Um, what some people will do is they'll take this, this option um, ability to maybe take some stocks and gift shares of stocks in increments of 17000 or less. Um, so maybe you have some very low-cost basis, which means you bought this stock Again, let's just say you bought Amazon at $10 a share. It's you know roughly $100 a share. And so now you, you can gift shares of that stock and they get they inherit it and you don't you know, the shares just get gifted, just transfer ownership, but they don't have to pay taxes on that money. And especially in that cost basis where you have such a, a low cost basis, you can give that to your um, you know kids, grandkids. So that's an option as well. Yeah, that's an interesting way to to approach it could be a win-win uh number nine on our list here are there any tax issues with starting a small or side business in retirement huge tax benefits i i think that's great if uh people do some side business because you get that those deductions again you know where you might not be itemizing like i mentioned earlier uh this is an opportunity you have an in-home office deduction you can deduct mileage uh internet home office deduction a lot of different things. I'm not a CPA, of course, but I've had in-home office outside of my office as well that we've had deductions for years. So it can be a huge tax savings um, for you to start something small. Now, obviously, the IRS wants to see that you're it's a legitimate business and you're not just, you know, pretending to have a small business that you're actually making effort to kind of grow and make money at this because if you keep showing losses every year for multiple years they're going to probably red flag you and take a look at hmm. that but it is definitely a, a important to uh if you like if you have that business owner mindset to maybe look into doing something part-time and i think there's a lot to, to offer i think a lot of our clients have this the skill set that people are looking for, especially uh, I've talked to a couple of our clients who've maybe retiring from IT. I go, you know what? You know how many small business owners would love to have somebody with your knowledge base that could come in at a reasonable rate to say, hey, let's fix this internet. Let's fix the the uh, the networks in here. Um, let's make things work smoothly um, and come in and, and not, not get this outrageous bill from some high-tech network you know uh, and you work with somebody who actually wants to do it and enjoy it and they, they know they're helping the business out but they're still getting paid to do that and they're not working an eight hour day right so i think there's a lot of great opportunity there with people who had years and years of that experience at their work to turn that into a business all right mike number 10 i'm going to leave open-ended is there any uh any other tax questions you that you see that come up or just anything that you maybe would add to this list to kind of close it out for anybody closing in on a retirement? Yeah, I think uh, there's a QLAC. I think I'll mention the QLAC is okay. it's a qualified longevity annuity contract. A lot of people don't hear about that, but you have the ability to delay RMDs on a certain amount. So you can put now, because the Secure Act 2.0 just passed, allows you to put up to $200,000 of your IRAs into a qualified longevity annuity contract. And what that does is delays you having to take money out of that uh, account till age 85. And so for those who have large IRAs, it's a way to kind of defer some of that money to a later date. And you know, some people are like, guys are like, you know, that's kind of my 
my life expectancy anyways and great if i pass away my kids get it anyways and never had to take money out of that account but that's something to consider on taxes very good well that's 10 top uh, tax questions for you if you are getting close to retirement thinking about retiring this year you want to make sure you're thinking through these have uh, answers for these and a plan in place for how you will minimize your tax uh, burden in retirement and uh, and get the most out of your money because that's the goal mike we don't want to pay more than we have to right Absolutely not. Take advantage of it. There's nothing wrong with taking advantage. Everybody else does, so why don't you? Yep, exactly. Well, if you have questions for Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services, log on, principalpreservationservices.com. You'll find a link to contact the team there. You can find all of our podcasts there on the website as well. But if you want to call, it's 855-987-8888. And if you are into video as well, there's a YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand. You'll find Mike and his financial planning content there as well. All right, Mike, good stuff. I know taxes are top of mind right now uh, as people start filing, but I think this is important to look ahead with all these tax planning items, and I'm glad we did that today. So thanks. Yeah, thank you, Ben. And if you have any questions on these taxes, just give us a ring, and we can uh, uh, have, a, have a phone meeting or in-person meeting go over any of these concerns you have. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Retirement Reality Podcast. I am Ben George. He's Mike Coynan. Thanks for listening. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.